This podcast features three supposed adults who definitely use adult language. They're also supposedly writers who are definitely not procrastinating by making this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to No Bad Ideas, the storytelling game show where we take the worst ideas from the internet and try to turn them into stories that are actually good. My name is Gabriel Urbina, and I am your first Bad Ideas host. Uh, my name is Sarah Shackett. I'm your second Bad Ideas host. And my name is Zach Valenti, your third Bad Ideas host. And here we are on the show where we take, really, the creme de la creme of the crap of the internet in the form of news stories and try to convert them to transpose them to uh alchematize them that that's a word into yeah, good stories be they movies comics video games what have you it might be la creme de la creme or it might be the crud de la crud you know <laughs> there, you go, way, there you go we're trying to go from crud to creme <laughs> how are you so, guys Sarah, how are you both doing on this fine fine morning i'm doing okay i'm 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 ready for some crud and or some creme yeah Definitely. I am doing great. Um, have uh, a ton of so- snow to shovel. Uh, but other than that, oh boy, living my best, my best bad ideas life. Excellent. Amazing. Amazing. And I have the first idea today, you guys. And, and let me just tell you, it's real shit. <laughs> like what's <Huzzah>. below crud? <laughs> um, uh, we have uncovered something dark. On the internet. All right. I bring you to CT Post. Connecticut man ordered passport holder on Amazon. It arrived with fake COVID vaccine card, officials say. Hmm. Oh, yeah. A North Stanford man recently placed an order through Amazon for a case to hold his passport and COVID-19 vaccination card. But when the package arrived, he found the packaging contained something he didn't order, a copy of a COVID-19 vaccination record card. Oh, no. The small card with the logo of the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, was blank and an obvious fake. Mm. It is even a little bigger than the real card, the man uh, said, whose name was not released by officials, who told Attorney General William Tong's office. A spokesperson for Amazon said the company does, quote, not allow the products in question in our store. End quote. So that, then how did it arrive in your store? Uh, they, if you don't. Right. They go on to explain, quote, we have proactive measures in place uh, to prevent prohibitive products from being listed. And we continuously monitor our store and take swift actions on bad actors that attempt to evade our systems, the statement said, having happened after the fact. Um <laughs> Uh, officials say the incident highlights the pitfalls around paper COVID-19 vaccination records, which can be damaged, destroyed, yeah. or lost, and in some cases have been reported stolen, among other items in Connecticut. Woof. Governor Ned Lamont's office has rolled out a digital vaccine card that allows users to save a record of their COVID-19 vaccinations in their phone. The tool Good. also offers users a QR code that can be scanned at locations requiring proof of vaccination. Lamont's office also noted the system makes forging the cards more difficult. Quote, this digital vaccination card does one thing. 
It provides Connecticut residents with an alternative option to the paper card that they received when they were vaccinated, Lamont said in a statement Monday. If you don't want to carry your paper card around with you in your pocket, or if you lost your card, then you can digitally load it onto your smartphone. While Lamont pushed back against calling the system a vaccine passport, requirements to show proof of vaccination to enter businesses or other venues has become a more com- has become more common throughout the region. Um, in New York, those who are unable to show proof of vaccination must wear a mask in most indoor venues, etc., uh, etc. Et it is uh, basically just sort of running down how this works. Um, going to the bottom of the article, uh, we can get a little bit more about the details in question. Quote, this guy sent the powers that be the listing, uh, which he realized after the fact and included references to the card in the reviews, Blumenthal said. That's right. Wow. That's why I wanted to bring this to you. Uh, The lawmaker contacted Tong's office, uh, which alerted Amazon to have the listing removed. Amazon later informed Tong's office that the listing was designed to bypass the online retailer's detection algorithm. Quote, but due to our outreach, they had removed the listing and flagged the seller, Blumenthal said. So justice was served. Um, Incredible. mm, At the end of the day, the man who received the fake card declined to comment through Blumenthal. Um, So they go on to talk about how there are other fake vaccination cards that have shown up into Connecticut. But the core of the idea that I wanted to bring you guys was inadvertently uncovering a fake vaccination card ring and just the idea of this like army of evildoers on these websites i imagine etsy among them in addition to amazon (laughs) and other uh other sort of online e-commerce stores where it's like get your sweet case with definitely nothing in it check the reviews for how awesome they are and then in in the comments being like yeah this is a good one if you know what i mean (laughs) right and with that, I love the idea. I put 10 right, go ahead. On the clock. You love the idea. I love the idea of a, a crime ring of any sort being centered on Etsy. Like, I think that's a great place for a crime <laughs> ring to be. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure how to embiggen this up. I'm not either, but I do just want to take a second to hang out at. Um, I want to appreciate the dark poetry of whoever set up this ring very clearly probably has like no good feelings towards vaccine mandates. Oh, absolutely. Um, And probably has written a lot of angry blog posts about quote unquote vaccine passports. And so I do like that. They're like, how am I going to like get my like fake vax cards out there through a passport? Yeah. Fuck the man. Fuck the powers that be. Can, can the actual like, Head of the ring secretly be Aaron Rodgers. I would just like to throw that out there. <laughs> wow. Sure, sure. Wow. Yeah, this reminds me of my own bad idea. Uh, in grade school, I never went through with it because somebody else at another school got busted and ruined their lives. Um, but at a certain point in time, like illegal downloading was rampant. Um, sure. Mm-hmm. And not everybody knew how to do it and wanted the convenience that we have now of just like getting what they wanted by asking for it. And so I had this stupid idea of like, we would sell CD cases and what's in them, we're not responsible for. But also, sure, what sure. Do you like, we're selling the case, <laughs> right. Judge, you know. But also, tell me what you want. If by some yeah. strange happenstance, there happens to be a CD or something else inside, 
like that is purely accidental. Exactly, exactly. But our CD cases are so high quality that they right. we charge roughly fifty bucks a pop per CD. That's case. right. That's right. And 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 yes, I know you could get the same thing at Circuit City, but look, look, it's the customer service that counts. Right, right, right. That delivery <laughs> fee, you know, like this one comes straight to your house. Woof. Okay, we should actually. I mean, we can continue to marvel at it for a little while. No, we should actually get get into it. Yeah, and I'm not quite sure what is the best way in here. Is it time for grizzled Nick Offerman to take down another crime ring? <laughs> it's been a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no, going to throw it out no, there. <laughs> now, new listeners to No Bad Ideas, you may have spotted the keyword another in Sarah's statement there. This is because it has long been a staple of no bad ideas that when in doubt, bring Nick Offerman out and had just kind of like throw him at the problem. Um, <laughs> it works a surprising number of times. No, and I have a good feeling about it working here. Um, no, because like there is something funny about Nick Offerman, who looks the way that he does and has the physicality that he does. Yes. Kind of having to confront the extremes of like... Pettiness. Number one, pettiness. Number two, kind of like modern, strange, amorphous crime where it's sort of like so much more multifaceted and also like at the same time, like weirdly thought out and also weirdly unthought out than old crime is. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I am kind of down for basically this happens and the case lands in Nick Offerman's lap. (laughs) And, you know, and the chief inspector is like, all right. Sergeant Offerman, that should not be his real name in the movie, but whatever. Sergeant Offerman, you're going to investigate this. And Nick Offerman just being like, cool, how am I going to do this? And then they just like stare at each other for 60 seconds of unbroken silence. (laughs) I mean, that's sidebar, but that is would be a great sheet is to just name your grizzled cop Sergeant Sergeant Offerman. And like the part may or may not go to Nick Offerman, but that'll get the reader thinking in the right way. That's right. That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously he would need to be teamed up with a top seller on Etsy who knows Nick Offerman and Zendaya. Yes. Who is a top seller on Etsy. <laughs> Jesus, we I need love this it movie. so much. They walk into a bar and <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, they can absolutely walk into a bar. I think Zendaya is old enough that she can get into a bar, yes. right? Yes, she yeah, is. that's what I thought. Right, and um, the trucker bar where their first clue leads doesn't check ID. Right. Well, I mean, bikers have to have like a lot of custom leather work done, so it would make sense mm. that they would end up in a biker bar. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh sure, sure. So, it's okay, best clients. So. Uh, God, I, I guess we're committed to this. So let's let's do <laughs> we this. We can we can still abort if you no, want. No, no, no. But... <laughs> I don't think either one of us has a better idea, Sarah. No, so we're we going don't. with this. Um, <laughs> okay, so this case lands on Sergeant Offerman's desk. Yep. Um, how gets... does Zendaya get involved? Also, by the way, I'm not completely sure if it's Zendaya or Zendaya. I apologize if I am butchering this person's name. Um, I just want to lampshade that right now. It lands on his desk. How does she get involved? How does kind of like she get pulled into the orbit of having to investigate this? So either there can be personal skin in the game, like she is maybe like her best friend is wrongly accused or something. And okay. She wants to clear someone's name uh, by working with this police officer. I think the other way it could go is that like 
she has she's she's sort of this is a a second act for her. She's sort of a reformed criminal um who now runs Ooh. an Etsy shop and has been pulled in based on her on her prior associations and then you can have like some nice you know tension between her and the sergeant because you know the uh sergeant offerman kind of suspects her of malfeasance and she's like no this website changed my life i'm i'm now a successful small business owner right um but i will one last time take you through the dark world of the Etsy underworld. I really quite like this. Um, yes. And so that's kind of a like, now in my 20s, I have my second career as a small Etsy business owner. Yes. And I make, <laughs> you know, like mittens that look like dogs or something. Yeah. Um, but during my like storied, you know, five-year clash with the FBI, I was, you know insert edge lord or edge lady as it may be you know username right, right. here and the government was like weren't you like 16 at the time and she was like 14 please incredible i love um, this no notes yeah so she is sort of this like very like you know like at the time she was the terror of the dark web mm -hmm. and so she now knows and maybe it's like they're using her code uh or like there's something about this that like in some way points back to her right um, that's like it's, it's something that's a signature of hers is involved in this ring right and the fbi is like what the fuck like you're not supposed to be doing this anymore and she's like i'm really not and they're like well kind of you know you're like a little bit suspect number one right now so she maybe has like up. some real yeah. skin in the game to prove right. that right that she wasn't involved in this i, I love this um so then they get teamed up. There's several sort of uh, clue fact-finding missions that take them to all kinds of strange places. Yep, yep. A biker bar. Um, they probably end up in like a national park. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, maybe like a corporate high-powered office situation where people have like, you know, executive briefcases and folders and things that they got on Etsy. At some point, they need to go to a vaccination site, but it's like one of those like very unusual ones they've had to mm -hmm. set up. Like if it's happening in New York City, it would be like at the one they have at the Natural History Museum. Right, um, right. And so you can get like some like nice set pieces out of that. Got a minute left on the clock. Um, oh boy. And then, well, then, then they clash because, you know, she's New School Museum. and he's Old School. And That's so right. they, like, you know, at first don't like each other, but then they start to see the value in each other's methods. Um, um, yeah, all of that. There's a, a chase to find the real perpetrators through the Natural History Museum. Yep, 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 yep. No dinosaurs are harmed in the making of this picture. Nope. Um, Very good. And they leave with grudging, with newfound respect, not just grudging, but newfound respect for the other's profession. Nice, nice, nice. And what is it called? Um, crime made to order, plot, made, um, something made to order. Uh, yeah, like, um, like passport to crime or something, but less Passport bad. to crime is what we're going to go with because I <laughs> don't have anything else in my head right now. And that's time. Wow. If it was... Nick Offerman and Timothy Chalamet instead of Zendaya. Yes, yes. Um, and, and just you could call it pronunciation vaccine check. mandate. Uh, oh no! And have me be very happy. Um, but yeah, that's the best I have for that. I love that um, pronunciation check. Uh, it is in fact not like papaya, 
but like day zen day uh zendaya all right my very sincere apologies to the actress thank you zach for the check on that of course of course and thank you guys for turning this really awful story into something much more entertaining that's what we're here to do and we'll be back right after this Sarah here. I am breaking into the show for just a moment uh, to tell you that if you like listening to us come up with stories, maybe you want to tell some stories in audio yourselves. And if that is the case, we've got you covered because we created a course called Audio Fiction 101 where you can learn everything that we have learned over the course of making many, many podcasts about how to tell stories, how to use audio as a medium, uh, how to write and rewrite um, and think about character and all kinds of cool stuff. If you head to audiofiction101.com, that is the numbers 101, uh, you can check out uh, the course offering and uh, everything that we teach there. And we would Love to see you in our virtual lecture hall. Uh, Again, that is audiofiction101.com for learning how to tell stories. Uh, Back to some more dysfunctional stories right now. And we are back. How are you guys feeling? Do you feel good about our crime caper? Oh, yeah. Feeling good. Feeling good. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I have another criminal activity uh, to bring to you both. Very serious crime ought to be addressed. Scourge of society, etc. I like it. I like it. Yes. So this I saw this on Twitter originally and my jaw dropped, but this comes from a deadline. And dear listeners, you can read along uh, with the article if you so choose. It will be in the episode description. The headline reads, fans sue Universal over Anna de Armas's absence from the film yesterday. Yeah, I saw this. What? Ozak. It's slightly less crazy than it sounds. Like, it sounds fucking it bonkers sounds, at first glance. It sounds bonkers. And I think we're going to probably go with the bonkers version, but I will give you more detail about what's going on here. So two fans have filed a consumer protection class action lawsuit <laughs> um, alleging yeah. what it terms, quote, deceptive and misleading advertising for Universal's 2019 movie, yesterday because she was in the trailer but then like they deleted her scenes or something right yeah i will i will explain connor wolf and peter michael rosa contend that based on the trailers for yesterday that they watched on amazon.com they each spent approximately three dollars and 99 (laughs) cents to watch the film the poor men (laughs) my god from the lawsuit really the star of this article is the language of the lawsuit itself, I will say. 
Among other deceptions, defendants' <laughs> nationwide advertising and promotion of the movie yesterday represents two prospective movie viewers that world-famous actress Ana de Armas has a substantial character role in the film. Defendants' movies yesterday, however, fails to include any appearance of Ana de Armas whatsoever. It's Accordingly, true. defendants' advertising and promotion of the movie yesterday is false, misleading, and deceptive. The Armistice scene was cut from the film, according to screenwriter Richard Curtis, because she was to play an actress with whom the main character, Jack, feels some mutual attraction. Jack is already in a committed relationship with Ellie, another character in the movie. The audience didn't like the flirtation with De Armis's character. So really, it's test screenings that are at fault here. I the, yes, and this is this is I think the the logical conclusion to draw. The film was to use, according to Curtis, quote Anna de Armas's as in a com- complicating factor when Jack arrives in L.A. for the first time, and I think the audiences did not like the fact that his eyes even strayed, because then some people would go, "Oh, he really doesn't deserve her. He really doesn't deserve Lily James." the actress who plays Ellie. You know, it's one of those things where it's some of our favorite scenes from the film, but we had to cut them for the sake of the whole, end quote. Wolf and Rosa further contend that Universal was attempting to use de Armas's star power to promote the film because Himesh Patel, who plays Jack, and Lily James, who plays Ellie, were each, quote, a relatively unknown name to the casual movie watcher. Now, Patel has been featured for years on the long-running, on the long-running British show EastEnders, but not a lot else. James, however, had by 2019 starred in Pride and Prejudices and Zombies and had prominent roles in Darkest Hour, Baby Driver, Mamma Mia, and on TV, Downton Abbey. Hadn't she been like Cinderella by that point? I think she had also been Cinderella by that point. Yeah. Yeah. She was a Disney fucking princess. Like, give me a break. Despite that. The suit contends, quote, unable to rely on fame of the actors playing Jack Malik or Ellie to maximize ticket and movie sales at rentals. Defendant consequently used Mrs. DeArmas's fame, radiance and brilliance to promote wow. the film by including her scenes in the movie trailer <laughs> advertising yesterday. Wow, radiance <laughs> Which we and mean brilliance. by including like a three second <laughs> glimpse at that scene. Yeah. That yeah. that is the level of radiance and brilliance. I love Anna Darmus, so I'm all for this. Um, <laughs> so the suit, the lawsuit, seeks damages and quote all money obtained from plaintiff and the other members of the class collected as a result of defendant's unfair competition and for wow. an injunction prohibiting the defendant, aka Universal Pictures, from continuing and further engaging in its unlawful, unfair, and fraudulent conduct requiring corrective advertising and awarding all other relief this court deems appropriate. Oh my god. Um, and the 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 article concludes beautifully which with uh linking the trailer for yesterday which people can watch. Um it's a fun movie. But this is what I have for you both. I have uh fraudulent trailers and uh radiant Anna de Armas's fans uh stepping up. I'm going to put 10 minutes on this here time. I have I have three just like timeline questions here. Sure, sure, sure. One is, can we just get like a fact check on when yesterday came out? Like was it 2018? Was it 2019? I know it was pre-pandemic. I believe it was 2019. I am at my computer, so I'm going to go to IMDb, the source for truth. <laughs> it premiered in summer 2019. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, no. so okay, by that point, Anna de Armas had been in Blade Runner and a couple of other things. So she was big. 
Um, Although I believe this is yesterday is pre Knives Out. It it absolutely is. It definitely is pre Knives Out. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Okay. My last timeline question. Why the fuck now? Why is this lawsuit happening now? Well, the court's been backed up, Gabriel. Because we've been in we've been indoors for two years. That's why the courts have been backed up and justice had to be served eventually. Look, 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 I'm look. I'm all for this lawsuit. If 100 percent of the proceeds go to Anadarmus's coffers. No, and I believe that she's already spoken out and been like, this is very stupid and like should not be happening. Like, stop yeah. it. Um, like she has already been like, no, this is, you know, like I. Completely understand why my scene was cut. I like, you know, was sorry to not be in the final part of the film. I had a great time making it. So, like, you know, but everybody should chill. Unless, but yeah, but like, unless it's her PR people and the truth needs to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Let her voice be heard <laughs> through us, man. Nope. Um, Jesus. Yeah, but no, but like that is, I think, the thing that most baffles me of just kind of like, why, why is this happening now? And are you not spending more money on the lawsuit than you did on the $4 it cost you to rent this movie, however much the advertising may have gotcha So It's a matter of principle, Gabrielle. Can, just imagine how many other people are getting got. But yeah, this is trailers. a problem that affects dozens a year. So guys, I, 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 have, a pre- <laughs> I have a premise. It is more for Hit a us. TV show. And okay. feel free to abstract it or throw it away. But uh, I'm thinking that there's a desperate lawyer. So desperate <laughs> that he has a Hail Mary of an idea. Okay, so we're beginning with Lionel Hutt from The Simpsons. Sure, Incredible. sure. And 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 there he is. He's just like, man, this, this really isn't working out. My crushing student debt is catching up to me. Yep. I really am, uh, you know, just like trying to like save the polar bears through laws. Just not, not fucking. Ooh, okay, out. okay. Oof, I gotta, oof, I gotta, oof. I gotta do something. I know, I know. As he's in the newspaper, like class action suit brings in, you know, billion dollars for justice for the so-and-sos. And he's like, ah, class action suits. I know. And then realizes those are kind of hard to do when they're like legitimate <laughs> and ends up becoming right. the go-to guy over the course of season one and for the rest of the the series forever <laughs> um, becomes the go-to guy for incredibly speculative, obnoxiously petty, like uh, very unlikely to come through class action suits as uh-huh. we are witnessing in this brilliant bad idea. <laughs> wow. Um, I love it. I think that that is, I think that that's honestly like a way better story premise that I could extrapolate than anything that I could extrapolate out of this. So like, yeah, no, I like having the sort of, you know, like procedural drama that is like a lawyer specifically for absolutely batshit cases. That's right. That's um, right. <laughs> and here is my like, and you know, and like my question is, you know, is this a, you know, is this Ally McBeal where it's Ooh. like, okay, there's some like comedy side to it, but like largely it's heartfelt and sometimes they lose, sometimes they don't, but like, you know, lessons are learned all around and the characters grow stronger or is this like a half hour, you know, shitty person comedy on HBO where the purpose of it is kind of a like, no, 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 no. These are all like irredeemable, broken people. And every week you tune in to see how they innovatively fail to like, you know, <laughs> grasp at like their, you know, greedy, avaricious uh, ambitions. I think if we were doing this for real, 
I would say the first one <laughs> for our purposes we're today. To have fun. Hey. The second one sounds more fun. Great, great, great. Yeah. No, and I like it because in that case, you know, he can really take on like, you know, the I went to the fucking zoo to see the lion. And the only thing that that fucking lion did was like sleep half out of the cave. That does not count as me seeing a lion. I want to sue the sh- the the zoo. Sue the zoo. Sue wow, the I really zoo. set myself up for failure. I mean, there. that's also that's you the title. Set yourself right there. up for a title. So, that's right. Like you've you've got it. <laughs> no, and there is a recurring and there is a recurring bit throughout that episode of like nobody can say the phrase sue the zoo. Yeah, they're like sue the zoo. Oh god. <laughs> I mean, the thing about this is that it gives you the opportunity to make some truly terrible fake commercials. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Um, And that's where you can really play with the style, right? And so, like, Sue the Zoo, just like that whole episode is is a commercial that grinds to a halt because no one can say the phrase. Have you ever been I like to the and zoo? you can even do like I've yeah like first of all like yeah. in that case it should not be on HBO because it should be on like NBC or something where we can run the fake commercials in like yes. other shows you know like oh, commercial blocks and people can be like what the fuck was that and oh, it can be like a very great. strange marketing campaign um, I'm here for it but I like what you're I like where you're thinking Sarah of like you know we might not always see the court case but like an episode might just be them trying to shoot their like you know fly by night <laughs> two in the morning public access television commercial right and just like all the problems that happen as they try to do that I'm already stressed out this is amazing it could very well be like maybe there's like an a case and a B case for each sure. season. So, like, you have the full season to go into, like, the super weeds of, like, what honest-to-God, like, legal approach exists to be like, yes, legally a disappointing lion entitles you to <laughs> actual money. Right, right, right. For untold the numbers of zoo-goers. What is our main character, played by Joel McHale? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, because like, you know, he needs to have like, you know, like it's a shame that there's already another I mean, lawyer. I Mikhail think he's a lawyer Esquire? called Bull, where, be- oh, just like, he's just called Esquire. I'm just saying if we have Detective Offerman, um, <laughs> you know, you want to really like write to the casting director. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think you, I don't think you want to do it like that intensely. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Anyway, we're going to come back to the subject of his name. I think we want, we want to find a name that exudes a certain desperation. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> We're not going for charm or panache. We're going no, 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 for no, no. holy God, I need a dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although um, although you could call the show panache. And ooh. <laughs> that's that's really not bad. I really don't hate that, Sarah. It's that awful and I love it. <laughs> maybe inspired. I think that's brilliant. All right. You have a you have about a minute 30 left. He really he really wants people to call him Johnny Panache and nobody does. Like he keeps trying to make fetch happen. And it's just like, no, like we're, we're not calling you that. Uh, incredible. We could also make puns on the idea of having any class. Sure, sure. But yeah. Um, and I mean, like, I guess that he has like his like squad of like, you know, he's got like his secretary and his right, paralegal. Right. And, you know, like his landlord that like wants him out of those offices because he's four months behind on the rent. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Um, and he's just like, no, 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 no. Like, I've got a big case coming up. As soon as that settles, I can pay you back for everything. Like, I'm always one big case away from the big money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
It'd be funny if he had a rival. It'd be funny if he had like another yes. lawyer that was actually good at like these cases. Except he doesn't pick the like ones that are like so preposterous that they have no chance of winning, which is Johnny's big mistake. It's but so just whenever preposterous he has, enough. Yeah. yeah. And, but so whenever he has like a actual case where he has a shot at it, his rival shows up and usually wins because they're just better at it. And does that show up in episode one or is that like five episodes in, like somebody starts from scratch and comes out of the blue? I think five episodes in. I think I think for like I think for the pilot, you need to see Johnny defeat himself, which is the operational premise of most episodes, I think, is like, you know, Johnny undoes his own not good work. Mm hmm. But eventually uh, he does run into his rival played by Jillian Jacobs. Yes. Amazing. That's time. I, I'm glad we got Jillian <laughs> Jacobs in there somehow. That in. Yay. <laughs> Under the wire. Oh, Panesh. Uh, I maybe need the show to exist. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's physically possible for me to be in any way involved, involved with the making of this. But you're right. I, need, I kind of need it to be part of to no, be in the world. Yeah. yeah, like it would take like a more cold-blooded, unflinching team than us. It would take like the people that made like fucking Peep Show yeah. to like make this show. But like, man, I want it to exist. <laughs> Thank you All for right. this inspiration and provocation, Sarah. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for putting something out there for, for the Peep Show peeps to uh to find hopefully one day and thank you all for listening everybody we'll be back next week with four bad ideas this has been no bad ideas produced by gabrielle urbina sarah shackett and zach valenti Many thanks to our patrons for their partnership in making this show happen. And a special shout out to our Idealist members, Jennifer Schneider, Rena Sarame, Jeffrey Felsher, and Dia. Today's episode features music by Statesher and Jazar from freemusicarchive.org. You can support the show at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. And if you love this show, please leave a rating or review wherever you listen and share it with someone you love. 